Hi, welcome to the Jackass Critics Podcast. I am your host, Tom. I'm joined, as always, by Matt. Yeah, we're doing a little live one here. In live. person. Live and in person. Yeah, yeah that's true. Pretty we're, cool. we're actually looking at each other yep. from across the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether we like the view or not is another mm-hmm. issue. And this is our 2016 box office, summer box office draft. The summer box office challenge, SBOC. That hashtag is popping on Twitter this year and last. Summer box office (laughs) challenge. And we've done this, how many years now have we done this? Is it two to two now? We've done it four years and this is is number five? Yeah, okay, yes, that's correct. Because I jumped out to a two to to nothing lead. Yeah. I won the first two. You were in despair. Yeah, it looked like you were going to just have the keys to the kingdom. Dominate for the rest of eternity. And then something happened. There was a turnaround. There was a turnaround. I think you drafted Batman one year. Ching. And uh, cashed in on that. Yeah. And uh, last year, you got the first pick. And uh, there was wow. an obvious, obvious favorite last year that okay. we all wanted. We yeah. got it. Yeah. Jurassic World. Yeah. I mean, I still haven't even seen it. Uh, Neither have I. Yeah. But it made $650 million. And you're a big Chris Pratt fan, by the way, so... I am a Chris Pratt fan in terms of uh, his work on Parks and Rec. So more of an Andy Dwyer fan than anything yeah, else. Yeah, Andy Sudden Dwyer. impact. Which feels like Chris Pratt, probably. Yeah, right. Yeah. One and the same. but <clears throat> Yeah, and then... Um, but yes, I stole Pratt away from you, and uh, they made some very serious chitter off of that movie, so... Yeah. They, uh, yeah, they, as I said before, $650 million. If I made better choices in my picks, I still would not have beaten you. It was still, yeah, that there, really made the difference. All there's myself. no way. And, and you did really well with your second pick. So you, you picked last year Jurassic World, oh, Inside yeah, Out, all right. Ant-Man, Terminator, Genesis. Okay. And uh, Magic Mike, Double XL. The best movie on the list. <laughs> we can all agree. <laughs> the most fan-friendly, family-friendly. I mean, everybody. Yeah, you did you did well. Um, even Magic Mike. I mean, it was your lowest grossing film. It ranked at twenty ninth, but yeah. it turned in sixty six million for you. Yeah. Usually, we always try to hit over a hundred on each one of these. But yeah. last year, yeah, there weren't as many options. There weren't any. Uh, there wasn't much that went unpicked. Right. Uh, from that our, was our quality. List. Yeah, right. we've had big flubs in the past where we've missed completely, and uh, some top five movies even kind of fell out of our radar. Or right. And we've had some years where we've picked a movie that was way out of the range. Yeah. Oh, um, boy. L- let me talk through what I picked. So last year I had the second pick. I uh, picked Minions, and then from there Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, doing yep. well. $194 million for People Rogue Nation. People love the cruise. Which I look back on and I think, really, that made almost $200 million. Yeah, so obviously you have to make another one. I mean, the, uh, that's huge overseas as well. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, Pixels, I picked next. It was disappointing, <laughs> disappointing, because your your fifth pick was 178 million, and my sixth pick was 77 million. So 100 million dollar difference. Yeah, it's. I mean, it should have done better, but it just looked bad and whatnot. And then I. Uh, I, I, I made a too, so. I made a large error. Yeah. <laughs> at number eight, that's when I picked Entourage, uh, uh, thinking that. <laughs> Thinking that there was some tie-in between that and how much money uh, the Sex and the City movie made the first time, the yeah, first Sex and yes, the City right. movie, 
And uh, instead, Entourage pulled in $32 million. I- I'd like to say that afterwards, right, yeah. a- after we shot this, there was just a huge negative <laughs> outpouring against Entourage. Remember the day that we thought they were going to world premiere it on HBO or whatever? There was like one day where we were uh, yeah. uh, sending messages back to each other thinking it was going to be – there was a rumor like that day there was going to be like a dual premiere of in the theaters and on HBO. It was because one of the best days of my life. Whatever, whatever positive – uh, net they had from the HBO days. Yeah, it turned into like a negative backlash of broy douchey. Do right. we really want to see this type movie? What What's the point of this movie? And uh, it showed at the box office. It was the 58th ranked film last oh, year. Just so terrible. When so I, I think that was when I, when I ripped these numbers. Yeah, what's that? Uh, that? Thirty million or less. I assume it made thirty th- thirty two million. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And then. My next movie uh, actually saved me a little bit. It was better than your last two movies, and that was Spy. Oh, yeah. I always undersell the McCarthy. Yeah. 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 Uh, those types of movies, um, if you get the right one, they're usually good for 100. But... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. People can go on dates and whatnot, and yeah. husband and wives can do that together. So the, uh, you want to know what the biggest movie we left on the board was? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Of course. We laughed at this one, or at least I did. Yeah. Straight out of Compton. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't think that would have that mainstream of appeal. We talked about it at the end of the show last yeah. year, and I had it probably penciled in at like making $30 million or right. something. And I think it was also a, a later release. It, it came yeah, out it in mid-August. August. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it just had a lot of popularity behind it and, and ended up making just a ton of money. Yeah. I think it had a long legs on it, too. I think it lasted a while mm-hmm. in the theater, probably. Definitely. And there was a little bit of an Oscar push that went yeah. along with it, yeah. which I was surprised at, but... Hey, good for them. Don't ever undersell Ice Cube again, Mepper. <laughs> and then Trainwreck was probably the next big one, which was $109 million. The yeah. Amy Schumer, Bill Hader. That was a phenomenon as well. You could say that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so Matt, you won last year. That's quiet judgment. Uh, yes, which means uh, this year. And Tom paid off his debt already, by the way. He brought a 12-pack of beer, which we've already cracked into a little bit over the past <laughs> of the 24 hours or so. Uh, thank you, Tom. You're a man of your word, a man uh, of honor, as, I do what as I always. Can. Yep. I do what I can, yeah. So um, It's funny. We're both ill-prepared for this uh, year's, more so are. than ever before, honestly. Really? Uh, but I said, oh, I got the first pick as we were getting ready, and uh, mm-hmm. I got the clear number one favorite yet again. But you I, were surprised by that. I, I was surprised you said clear number one. I, I There's a couple movies I can talk myself into and out of for the first pick. All right. So I'm very curious to see well, where, where you go with this, which one you think is going to be, yeah, yeah. without a doubt, the number one. Okay. I'm excited. So. Uh, I mean, are we ready to really get the show on the road? Or you seem a little nervous. Do you want to no, need a minute? I, I'm not nervous at all, Matt. We're going to see where this That's exactly goes. what a nervous person would say, though. How am I yeah. supposed to read into that? Yeah, that's that's part of the glory of this whole thing. All right. Uh, I hear you... the quiet man, Jeff, in there uh, humming to himself, by the way. Yeah, we are. We Once are, again. We are joined in-house by creepy, quiet Jeff. Yeah. Uh, he was just the... humming something, which if you have a friend that hums, it's very unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, I think you're delaying because you're starting to rethink what you think is the first nope, pick. Nope, no? nope, nope, okay. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, I'm waiting for the drum roll to happen, but we forgot to buy the drum set. Yeah. Uh, so with the number one pick, I will go with, uh, the finding Dory from our friends at Pixar. I'm cashing in on the nostalgia factor. This is going to hit multiple generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause already the kids that saw the original finding Nemo are what? 
85 years old and have three generations. I mean, that was a long time ago, actually. It seems like it's been a, a big tape delay for a mm-hmm. sequel. Uh, unusually so to cash in. But uh, I think that character actually has kind of stayed in the mainstream, more or less, uh, quite successfully f- through little marketing, just kind of consciously it's right. been uh, floating around still for a while. Right, so Finding Nemo, uh, the third most successful Pixar movie. Okay. It made $339 million. Was that a slight, like it's the third most Pixar? like No, no. I, okay. Toy Story 3 and Inside Out, uh, you think of all the Pixar movies, right? I'm looking at the list, and you go down to number 13, which is Toy Story, and yeah. that even made, back in its day, $191 million. So definitely not a slight. This yeah. is a, a safe pick for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess the counter argument would be the idea that maybe the Minions last year, I mean, didn't take the top spot. Mm-hmm. So you could feel confident saying, well, that's kind of a nostalgia movie taking a popular character from a series and kind of spinning it off. Uh, but I personally think that the Dory may cross a couple more boundaries in terms of the the uh, ages of the people, uh, more so than the Minions did. Right. And that sound you just heard in the background, if you did hear it at all, was, was creepy, quiet Jeff. He's so thirsty. through the house. So right? thirsty. <laughs> okay. Um, did I that had... surprise you, Tom? Or uh, I assume that was one of the ones you were... It was one of the three yeah. that I had listed in being like the three hundred million dollar range. Okay, possible three hundred million dollar range. All right, yeah. Every year you talk about. I mean, do you do you have something in the four hundred plus million dollar range? No, or you just had three in these, that top. These are my top three movies I have in the three hundred million dollar range. And uh, so before we get to my pick, I just want to say this: mm. in looking through all these movies and comparing them to what I think is a comparable movie and what these movies have made in in the recent past. Yeah. I see no way that this much money is going to be made by the movie industry this year. So there's going to be some things on here that look like they're going to make, you know, okay. 200 million, 300 million, and then they're going to be notches. Very lower. interesting. Well, we often have seen the opposite where we predict the 300 million, it becomes a 450 or 500 or 650. Yeah, like or last Jurassic year. World, yeah. And yeah, I, I think there's a lot of movies coming out that compete in these ranges, and maybe there's executives looking at the same numbers we are. It's pretty obvious, right? The certain types of movies that end up making sure. this much money, yeah. this much cheddar. Um, so, yeah, I've got three in the 300 range, and then like five <laughs> in the 250 range or something like this. All right. There's no way that that much money is going to be made. Unless, Overall. And, yeah. All exactly. right. Interesting. Um. Anything else you want to say about Finding Dory? No, no. So that didn't shock you, but uh, you no. feel that there's two other possibilities that could take the number one slot. Yeah. It, All right. It, so this movie's oh. so Finding Nemo, thirteen years old. Right. Can you believe that? Well, that is that is old for sure. Safe pick. I believe that's a good wow. pick. So, um, oh gosh, I can't believe you're you're pushing me into this. Yeah. If you were going to take the movie I'm going to take now, I would have comfortably taken Finding Dory. Okay. The movie I'm going to take, I am going to uncomfortably take. Because <laughs> oh, I hope. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do, do you know what I'm going to take? Well, I have an idea that you're going to... Yes, yes. Go in a genre that I've often pondered out loud whether or not it deserves our support or is going to flop or what have you. So. Can you tell by what I typed in? <laughs> I noticed, the, like, I did a count of the letters like an autistic kid, yes. So, it sounded like there was 13 letters. Okay. Say it. Independence Day resurgence. <laughs> really? Talk about a total nostalgia play. Okay. So it's been... It, 
So last year we had Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a and great th- point. This year, this movie feels like Jurassic Park. It's coming out at the end of June, so right yeah. before New Year. Oh, sorry, right before Independence Day. Okay. Right in in anticipation of Independence Day, obviously. Um, it looks like it's going to be a turd, but at the same time, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily stop it from making money. Okay. We know this, sure, right? Yeah. Uh, if you look at uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be one of these Fourth of July mega hits, mega yeah. hits blockbusters. Yeah. If you look at Roland Emmerich, the director, mm-hmm. right? He he made oh, I, I lost my notes here, but I thought he made over three hundred million dollars with the first Independence Day, which came out like in ninety six. Yeah, yeah ninety six. So it's been a while. Obviously, he doesn't have Randy Quaid for this one. <laughs> Talk about losing your rabbit foot. You know, your lucky rabbit foot. Right. Um, and it's not uh, – the reason I'm a little bit scared about this pick is because, right, Roland Emmerich, he doesn't always make – he makes big budget movies, but they don't always take in as much. Right. Day after tomorrow, day before – I can't remember the order of those days. That made $187 million. Right. So, so it wasn't embarrassing, and I, right. it eventually made its money back, but – it wasn't that we're going to invest $200 million in you because we're expecting to make $600 million sort of a deal. Exactly. You know, they want the big hit, not just the break even. Right. So Independence Day um, in 96 made $306 million. That is impressive. So I feel like it, this could be a safe pick. It got a lot of pub. It w- yeah. had a Super Bowl uh, commercial for it. Yeah. Um, what do you think is going to happen here? Well, I love you taking that pick because it was oh, going to be a low one for me for sure. And you can you can tell I wanted you to take this. Yeah, oh yeah. I feel like it has the potential to be a big movie like Jurassic Park, right? It's it's the same principle of this old movie yeah. that had huge effects, yeah. and yeah. almost twenty years later, we're going to revisit it, spoof up the effects. You know, jack up the volume on it a little bit. One thing I think is different is that the Jurassic Parks. We can argue about their quality, but they did have, I think, a total of three sequels for four movies before they did the reboot. So it kept it in the consciousness. And I think, like, the third one, if I remember correctly, that was, was that the gymnastics one or the second one? Yeah, I think that was the third one. That one was so bad that it kind of got a kitschy thing to it and a kitschy vibe where, like, people started liking it for how bad it was. Did they? I think so. Okay. Well, you know, you can, you can hipsters. So I think it was able to keep it in the social conscience for a lot longer and much more significantly than Independence Day. Plus, as far as an achievement of a film, Jurassic Park was obviously significantly better. Yes. Even as a soundtrack, it was... I mean, the soundtrack was even a phenomenon to some degree. I Mm -hmm, mean, mm -hmm. it's extremely well-known and revered to some degree. Uh, So just, I think, everything is pointing towards... And this is looking back retroactively, obviously, but it seems like a no-brainer that... All of the goodwill of the original Jurassic Park, plus the sequels, led to this explosion, plus the Prattism. Yeah. Uh, whereas ID4 has none of that. Well, uh, hold on just a second. Okay. I think, I think there was a big change though with ID4. ID4 started these huge catastrophe type Apocalyptic movies. Apocalyptic movies. Okay. With, I mean, they or restarted, existed, I guess, they, but yeah, they yeah they existed before this. But this was the first time that the computer animation brought us into a point where we could see something like the White House being blown up by the spaceship, right? Yeah. And everything that happened in the first maybe 20, 30 minutes of of ID4, the first one, was actually pretty impressive to watch. Yeah. The first time you saw it. Yeah. So 
there's I mean, a we, reason it made that much money. That's true. It was. I mean, we. This is the perfect time we have to talk about uh, 1996 and where we were and how yeah. Independence Day kind of touched our lives because. Well, in 1996, I think we were both working for a little now defunct company called. Teleport. We were interns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, software company, and one of the lead developers there, Fernando the Mando, uh, went home. And I think on his like 1200 baud modem, or it was probably 9600 baud modem. As I think about it, but yeah, uh, yeah. I remember he downloaded a screensaver for Independence Day and the put it countdown. on his like because he was like the only one that had Windows 95 in the office or whatever. <laughs> Uh, and it counted down until the day Independence Day was released. And that was like the first viral marketing idea I've ever had. And, and I mean, that the Internet existed, the internet, obviously, yeah. but uh, guys like Fernando were dialing up on modems to try to get out onto the Internet to put it on his floppy disks to bring into work yeah. and all that sort of good stuff. I mean, it was hilarious. And they had countdowns in the theater, too. They did. Right. It was they really like made these, it a spectacle. The big stand-ups would have like a, a clock counting down yeah. to when 94 started. But none of that's happening now because all that's old hat and this movie's just a tired hack baloniness. Think it's coming out at the right time? I would have I picked it five or six. Wow. Okay. Well, at least you didn't say I would have picked it ten. No, no. Yeah. Well, that would just made me look silly. I mean, it's got to do <laughs> fairly well. I wonder what. I don't even honestly know what else is going on that weekend. It it could have been cleared completely for them, which kind of guarantees you, I assume, a hundred some million uh, guaranteed on that July Fourth long weekend. Assuming I have the weekend right, um, the only thing I have here is Free State of Jones, which is a Matthew McConaughey movie, a historical drama. So a counter programming for that's going to make twenty million, I assume. But yeah, I, I wouldn't expect that to. To make that much, I have it making a hundred million the whole whole way if it's lucky. Yeah, all right, hot dog. Now I'm not even sure what the third one you think that is the most the slam dunk. First of all, the third one's kind of an oddball. I don't even know if it's okay. Not to say it's not going to be on your radar, but you may be astounded by my pick for number three. Okay, so those are the those are two of the for, three that you thought were going to be the guaranteed three hundred million. Right. right. I should say for number four, assuming you don't pick it. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm excited to. I'm almost excited to see what you're going to pick after I pick. But yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what you're going to pick. All right. <laughs> well, mutual Ooh, respect, sir. Uh, I'm excited to see what you've got next. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that's what the cam counselor said. Mommy said that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> water. Yeah. Uh, all right. I guess are we feeling satisfied with our Independence Day? Uh, you, do you feel like you've defended yourself against my I think turtles? So. I, I think I may have crapped the bed for the second straight uh, year. I don't but know about that. let's let's move on. I could have the boom. You, yeah. I mean, if it does Jurassic Park six hundred and fifty million or Jurassic World, then that's it's right. like you said, that's a guaranteed winner. Basically, you can't correct enough. All right. Now I can't wait to see what you got for three. All right. Uh, well, I've mentioned many a times my debate over the uh, loving comic book films, whether or not we should bet on them. Oh, you're going into that territory. Uh, but I am not going to bet on them here. Uh, oh. I am going to stick with the kid-friendly baloney okay. and do the new Ice Age movie, uh, Collision Course? Collision Course. Oh, boy, you're like scrolling to the bottom of your list. What are you talking about? Comes out in July? I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I say, yeah, I've got that. <clears throat> Those have all made like two hundred some million. Points. They're adorable. So, um, Ice Age Is this uh, the consistently one? makes between one hundred and fifty and two hundred million. Okay. I mean, it's it's like predictable. One hundred ninety six, one hundred ninety five, one seventy six, one sixty one. So I had this. Down, yeah. I had this one at slightly below two hundred million. 
but the timing is right, so it could go higher. That's the right. note I had here yeah. on, on Ice Age. Well, luckily, our nation's love affair with John Leguizamo is just in full bloom right now. <laughs> so I believe that's going to add a nice push to the release of it. I mean, nobody's... The leg leg is getting a pop right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not Ray Romano who's pulling this money. No, out. no. It's Johnny L. <laughs> Johnny L. I hear Trump's looking to try to bring him in as the oh, VP. Stop, so stop, stop. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, the, the Ray Romano thing cracks me up too. Yeah, I, I that guy just prints money. Uh, he he was in the and he was in the Welcome to Mooseport movie that pretty much ended the career of Gene Hackman. I think he never wanted to see another camera again after that. I believe he said that yeah, that was what actually caused him to have heart disease as well. That's how <laughs> much he hated it, and Ray Romano personally. And and seventy percent of people who watch that movie also experience heart disease because of that. That's a fact. That's it's a, a fact. Yeah, you can print that. <laughs> so Ice Age. That's okay. that's it. That's another safe one. Going with the kids pick. You know, all your words are like uh, you. You have like trigger words or whatever. All this passive aggressive. That's an okay pick. You know, that's safe. That's conservative. I get it. I, right. just, I just plugged in my pick, by the way. Did you see that? Uh, I didn't. I needed two fingers to do it. Tap, tap, tap. All right. Well, I see the floor, so we've got our first three picks. All right. I personally feel like I have 500 million bucks in the bank. Right now, you're rocking, okay. you know, a buck 20. Uh, a buck 20. And awesome. uh, you've got some making up to do, so <laughs> I can't wait to hear what and see what this is going to be. All right. My movie comes out uh, on July 1st. Okay. Has Bill Hader, Rebecca Hall, Mark Rylance, who just recently, well, he does a voice, but he just recently won an Oscar for... Oscar Power is what you're saying. Oscar Power. Okay, yeah. I love it. Um, and it's in a movie directed by Steven Spielberg, who directed the movie I believe he won the Oscar for. Okay. I think. Yeah. It's called The BFG. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Okay, so here, here here's my... Pitch me the history of how this is going to be a big-time successful movie. What right. what history shows us? What history shows us? What did I write down here? So it's a Steven Spielberg movie based on a book by Roald Dahl. It's kind of an odd one. I would say it's a child kidnapping movie. <laughs> Fable. Those yeah. are, well, you know. But, you know, Roald Dahl and, and a lot of those authors from that day. There's there's some questionable... Darkness within, without a doubt. He's writing half of his stories at the Playboy Mansion, so it's right. probably... So I'm a little bit foggy on some of the details. I, I haven't yeah. read this in a while. I still have it. I haven't read it to my daughter yet. Um, it comes at the right time, though. Okay. Uh, it, I have seen some previews for it. It okay. gets a little bit of press. comes out uh, July 1st. Children's movie. Steven Spielberg. It could be reviewed really well. Yeah. Um, and it's one of these movies. So you talk about id4 this is on a lower level but this has a little bit of that surprise to it where they sort of show the giant's hand creeping in and yeah but they don't necessarily show too much of the giant in the previews sure i think this could be big so <laughs> go for it spielberg I, making I, kids movies let's I, think about that now he's at the age where okay he's gonna try and make like a movie to be cool to his grandkids i assume uh do you have a lot of experience with like grandparents trying to act cool like, Grandpa goes and buys a skateboard because he's uh -huh. going to learn to skate. He uh -huh. wants to be able to talk to you real. Sure. That seems like a loser. I wouldn't say <laughs> it's even a kid's movie. I think it's more of a... It almost seems like a more tale of morality. I think it's more of a, a, a movie that 
parents are going to say, hey, Timmy, you want to go to the movie and see the BFG? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're going to say, no, I want to play Call of Duty, you asshole, or whatever kids say these days because yeah. kids are jerks. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, just, I just think it seems like it may be out of touch, and maybe Spielberg's out of touch. I think so, huh? Okay. Another Roald Dahl movie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Yeah. Now is, around two hundred million. Is this like partially animated, or are there just CG? Because the... partially animated, yeah. So the giant himself is animated. Do we have a track record? Well, let's see. We got a track record. Okay. I mean, Howard the Duck. We had Lucas involved in that. That was a big boomer with you know animatronics and people interacting. Uh-huh. That's cool. Oh, a Jar Jar Binks. He interacted with people. People ate mm-hmm. that shit up. Uh, so everybody, and I got lots of good ideas of animated people and, and humans interacting together. Uh, and you're being... knocking them down. <laughs> I, I, th- I think maybe if, if the right person listens to this podcast, right? Uh huh. Um, yeah, they, they could be pitching. You, they could be hearing the ideas you're pitching and, yeah. and you could have that second. Well, this is a booming market now that we think about it and all these positive examples. I will say there are other movies that are coming out that week and there's maybe one other movie that I think could be a good one overall. So you're kind of showing your hands. It could be. It, right. It'll be one that gets picked. You don't have probably. to say it then. You you're, I'm not admit it. Say it. All right. I'm not saying that. I thought you were gonna tease me about all the stuff that was opening that weekend. No? That's fine. That's okay. I assume ID4 is coming right around then. Doesn't that give you a little Before. bit of a, a quiver? No. There's plenty of money to go around. For the Steven, for the grandpa out of touch, half animated movie. We're talking about a small pool here, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's let's remind uh, the listeners here the the rules. Yes. We please. didn't exactly open with the rules, did we? Um, we have to pick. Yeah. We have to pick movies from. That's correct. Uh, the, <laughs> the weekend of Memorial Day to the weekend of Labor Day, mm-hmm. um, and we we count whatever money is made domestically through box office mojo up until the last week of September, yeah. uh, and whoever accumulates the most from their five picks wins. Uh, I think we usually bet a 12-pack of delicious beer. I have a cone in my hand right now, Tom. And then Cheers. there's something else that usually goes along with it, like the loser has to watch Pixels. It's the worst movie possible. We can the imagine or something. Possible. Oh, my God. I'm going to get Tom to watch a Fast and a Furious someday. Oh, it hasn't happened yet. We'll drink Coronas and just talk about brotherhood and family. <laughs> like we'll like Juggalos. Let's see who looks like Vin Diesel. <laughs> Push-up contest. Let's get ripped, bro. Yeah, so that could be a huge mistake I made there. It may be a bit of a reach. I was thinking about saving it for later, yeah. but I decided I, w- I would go for the BFG. Well, I would certainly rank ID4 higher. You haven't picked a movie I would have picked yet in the, That's top, fine. In the top four. That's fine. I think this, this is the most divergent year. we've ever been. I yeah, would say, oh, know? totally. And this is a weird year. Last year, yeah. it was very obvious. More, things. yeah. Now it's it's a year that I think is cluttered with a lot of movies that look like on the surface yeah. they could make a lot of money. Even the BFG, I mean, that strikes me as a movie that may not even crack $100 million, but at the same time, maybe it'll be the thing. Could be. Uh, like, um, whatever, the the movie with the chick and Let It Go and everything that everybody's excited about. I mean, Frozen. that movie could still be in the theaters and still make money, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, who predicted the you know triumphant success of that and runaway activity? So Absolutely, um, yeah. It, I think it has that potential. It has the potential, I think, to crap out. Too. Yeah, I mean, You're right. Yeah. I, I think there's a little, there's it's a little bit a of a risk or the amount it. of risk. Okay. Wow, significant amount of risk. Risk. All right. And I probably should have pitched it later. Damn. <laughs> where's my Where's my drafting excellence here? This is what happens when you rush a job. No, I mean, still, if I, I'm picking things that you don't highly rate, then neither one of us are really uh, poaching from the other's uh, pool. That's so to true. Speak. That's true. You know. 
All right. I suspect my next one will also be something you're not particularly interested in. Not to segue ahead of time. Okay. Well, let's let's jump right into it. All right. Uh, so I will dive in and do the Suicide Squad. It's hard to bet on the DC superheroes outside of the Batman. Uh, and even the most recent Batman-Superman entry was rough, roughly bad at times, and but made a lot of money. Um, but I think it'll do well. I, I understand they've been doing some reshoots and stuff and trying to react. To That's make always it a good sign. Less yeah. of a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, and hey you, guys, let's rethink what we did already. You could probably mention there's probably some CGI characters interacting with humans, and then I think about it, and my previous argument was completely invalid, but... That wouldn't be news to anybody that I'm <laughs> my hypocrisy has no bounds. Uh, so, yeah, I think this one's going to do pretty well. It's got the huge cast. It's got Will Smith. Tom, could you... Will Smith. Aside, could, could, well, I was going to ask you to name the worst summer Will Smith movie, which I think you would know because you actually bet on it. Oh, God. I forget what the name of that movie was. Afterlife or After Earth? Or After moment? Earth, that's it. I think it's like <laughs> Will Smith, Jaden Smith, directed yeah, by M. Night Shyamalan. So for both of us, we have a new theory where we only bet on Will Smith movies if not equal, actor equals asterisk Smith. Any other Smith, basically. <laughs> and there's another Smith in there. You've written the algorithm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, put that one to the bottom. So uh, we got huge stars, and to get that ensemble thing, uh, and Marvel's having success with that mm-hmm. uh, and kind of making their own stars. So it's going to be pretty neat. Uh, I'll probably go see it just to see what's going on. And this one's, like all the rest of them, going to be in 3D, I assume, and D-Box and Atmos Sound. So it's going to get those $17 tickets even out here in the middle of podunk nowhere America. So huge money. To, um, tell me how much money is going to be. Was this one of your top three that are going to get $300 million? No, it wasn't. How's no, that possible? No. I have this so one. You have this... I have this one around two hundred, but it's also one that I pegged with a little bit of risk. Um, I have a question for you. Can right. you can you name the only other DC comic based movie to be released in August? And and tell me how much roughly that it made. Oh, in the past? Yes, please. Uh, is it gonna be Green Lantern? No, you wish. <laughs> uh jeez, what was it? Oh, Catwoman? Oh no. <laughs> It can get worse than Catwoman. Is that true? <laughs> there was the worst movie than Catwoman? Do you remember a movie named Steel? <laughs> Come made, on. Made in 1997. Shaq Diesel? Yes. With Shaquille O'Neal playing Steel. That movie made 100,000. <laughs> you bastard. Times 17. So Shaquille O'Neal made yeah. more money in, in the month of November playing basketball yeah. than this movie made in its entire run, I believe. If you want to put that okay, in some all perspective, right. um, I wanted to throw that out there just as a I appreciate the hundred trivia note thousand. By the way, did you see my eyes? I actually thought you were about to say hundred million. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe that. That's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's a poor example. I'm first not sure of all, how to read this one. Yeah, Does I know. Anyone know what the Suicide Squad is? Is it a popular? No, it's it, not it's, a popular. It's not Avengers. It's not you know the usual DC universe right. stuff. Although the Joker, right? Jared Leto plays. Yeah, they, you can tell they threw him in just to have a recognizable villain. Okay, so our hero, quote unquote heroes are kind of more anti heroes, but nobody yeah. has any idea who the entirety of our heroes are. Right. We have to make a villain that's somewhat recognizable, which DC does have more so than the Marvel Universe, which has kind of used floating clouds or whatever weirdness for their villains. You know, <laughs> they don't have as much established. Are, are you more of a DC fan than Marvel fan? I'm more of a Marvel guy, so yeah, I don't too. really buy any uh, DC per se. Uh, but 
there, there's reason to think it's going to do great. It's comes out in July, so there's plenty of time to get money. I have it coming out in August. Oh, does it? August fifth. No. Well, okay. Maybe comes Maybe out in August. Plenty of time to make money. It's always a good Plus sign the when doldrum, they change dates. The doldrums of August is going to be a big name, and uh, nothing else will be around to give it any competition. We'll see, man. Be I fine. appreciate that. Steel reset, I'm, by the way. I'm sure it'll be fine. I yeah, mean, steel. we could do a deep dive into why they even launched the Steel comic, which was kind of a way to <laughs> make up for only having white people in all their comics for yeah. like 600 years. So yeah. then they kind of went overboard and make it black-only comics. Yeah. Which, you know, there's a balance in the middle or whatever. So the Steel character was not great. I mean, Shaq has got charisma for days. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Hey. Trying to speak and stuff, but... Shaq Diesel's here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, he's kind of a dick. I mean, I, that's kind of what he's known for. Anyway, it comes down to. Uh, so but, I'm feeling good about that. I think that's going to make... Uh, that should be a $300 million one. Sounds good. That's a sarcastic... You just got the thumbs up for me. That's a sarcastic thumb, and I will take it, sir. You, you should take that. Okay. Gosh. Man, I I'm just getting get... all my I'm... shit. Everything we want. We're already halfway done, Tom. We are. You know, drink it in, buddy. We don't get to do this again. I am um, not for another year, at least. Yeah, I I am eagerly jumping at my next pick. Can you guess what it is? Well, I probably can. You can. Should I write it down and then we'll see what it is? <laughs> yeah, write it down on a piece of paper. Don't show me, or just put it in text and tell me if this is what you're thinking. This is exhilarating for the listener yeah, at home. I'm by opening the way. a copy of Notepad. I guess I'm gonna. I tell by what you're typing. That's a lot more characters than I was expecting. There's yeah, okay. Okay, All that's, right, that's an interesting sign. Now can I steal your next pick based on the characters you put in? <sighs> Just kidding. Um, I'm going to jump into uh, Star Trek Beyond. That's what I typed. Star that's Trek. Typed. Okay. Star Trek. Yeah, that is what I typed. I, I had a bunch of movies that were in this area. Yeah. Um, yep. In terms of making money. This is the one I felt was the most safe, mm-hmm. simply because the two movies previous to this that have been made on this reboot have made in like the $270 million wow. range consistently. Yeah, that's huge. And this is coming out... For an R, I assume they're R-rated, adult-oriented sure. movies, basically. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, Star Trek into Cashness. Uh, the last two Star Treks, 228 and 257... Uh, Oh, I thought I said 270. Anyway, I think that's this one's going to make around 250. Uh, Justin Lin of Fast and Furious fame directs this one. <laughs> Curious yeah. to see what happens there. He only makes money on his movies, right? That's why they call him Cash Money. And Simon yeah. Pegg also has a writing credit on here, if you can believe that. Did you say Simon Pegg? The... All right. He has a writing credit. What can I say? I'm not saying he penned the whole thing. He's got a writing credit on this, though. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, certainly a very creative guy and typically kind of uh, <laughs> gold in terms of uh, delivering quality, brushing up. Right. Kind of a, a There's script. There's been a lot of polish him. on these movies. Right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so they're probably going to continue that along. I think a lot of the people who've been watching these movies before, it doesn't seem like there's a, any sort of negative cachet to watching, watching Star Trek. It seems like people are coming out to the theaters in droves to watch these movies. Yeah. Uh, with Chris Pine playing the William Shatner role. Yeah, I think there's a market for the uh, grown-up sci-fi movie uh, Absolutely. in the summer. Yeah. It seems to be uh, a geek chic these And days. there's no Terminator this year to try to shit the bat or <laughs> steal people over. And uh, no Alien this summer or anything like that. So, nope. And no Jurassic Park. I mean, that was even kind of sci-fi, uh, though. 
And we got we already yeah. established Independence Day is not going to do well. So and Star all the money is going to go in Star, Star Wars. Trek. Is probably the other big one. Yeah. But that's more of a wintertime right. event, it seems, right? They usually yeah, try to so get their the, release before the The market is kind of open to serve that need, if you will. Exactly. Right. There's enough comic book movies being released. How about a little sci-fi, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a, a little grin on Jack. That was a shot that fired. Was. That was a shot fired. Hey. All right. Coming up to you now. So that oh. was my number six. We're up to number seven. It's going too fast, Tom. It's going too fast? It is. Oh, we're, we're doing fine. All right. Okay. Knock them down. Well, uh, I we am. We could play uh, Canasta in the meantime. That's in true. Between. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Speaking of Canasta, where is Jeff? Hey, Jeff, you over there? All right. I are you, you going to get some beer that. soon? Because I could use another one. Uh, so I'm going to stay on the ki- <laughs> the kid tip. If we're going to uh, continue oh, on going, you're going to take this, my next pick. I this feels that. a bit like cheating. Like I'm kind of stacking my deck because uh, yeah. we know. The kid market is basically a seven hundred million dollar, six hundred million dollar market. Sure. It is just how it gets divvied up it's, over. Right. There's at least one too many movies every summer, so which ones are going to get it? And I kind of want to take all of them because I want all that money, basically. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to snipe in the Secret Life of Pets. Oh, that was my next pick. Uh, That's a good one. Which I've even seen trailers for and looks pretty cute, I will admit, uh, myself. So I suspect it'll have a similar effect on kids uh, since I have the mentality of a child for the most part. So it's the same guy who did the first two Despicable Me's. The third one was called Minions, so we could just say the Despicable Me movies. Me series itself, proper, yeah. Uh, Those made 368 and $251 respectively. Uh, And this one comes at a good time. This is the second week of July. So I had this one pegged in as easily $250 million. Wow. Again, a very safe pick at this point. Uh, number seven, a guaranteed 250 which is like your second tier, basically, because we have the $300 million tier, and then... That's what I'm saying. Uh, I I think that there's a lot of uh, movies I wrote in here. There's more, more money that I'm predicting than there is to actually go around, so some of these yeah. are going to have to disappoint. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so and and one movies. of these kids' movies could be the one, and it could even be Ice Age. Maybe Ice Age, as you mentioned, the trend, while they're all close to $200 million, they all have been going down. So maybe my Ice Age pick is going to be an early $120 million. I think this one's safer than Ice Age. Yeah, interesting. I do, yeah. Uh, that's kind of a, a – it's certainly a, a brand new brand or IP, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just mega cute and kind of cashing in yeah. maybe on the cat culture or whatever where people are sharing <laughs> cat pics and – I mean, that's kind of the internet has brought us pets in general. Stage. Yeah, yeah. Some of the voices they have for this one, Louis C.K. and and Kevin Hart. So you're getting some pretty. Oh, for funny. a second, I was hoping you were going to say America's Little Jewel, Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> for a moment, after Kevin, the world stopped, <laughs> and you Please. imagined a different. Yeah. Please, all right. Well, hopefully, he's spreading his comedic joy somewhere else. His seeds. So I have two more movies. In that $250 million range? In the $250 million range. Both of them come with risk. Ooh. Um, You're a risk taker. And I don't think I've picked any kids' movies yet. Right? As I mentioned, I am trying all of them up. uh, It's kind of cheating, but... Greedy bastard. No, BFG is sort of a kids' movie, but as you thought, it's... As I said, yeah, it's more of a... I even kind of subconsciously tainted your mind about it. I am going to go with... I am just taking risks today. Legend of Tarzan. 
the other movie that comes out the same week as the BFG. Wow. Right? All right. So, so it comes out on July 1st. Yep. Okay. It's one Busy of the two, two big movies, right? Yeah. So you're expecting a lot of money to be rolling in because that's one of the most popular days of the year. Um, it's done by the Harry Potter director, or guy who directed most of the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, interesting. Um, so how big will this be? There's no huge names, but there's some known names. Alexander Skarsgård, Jimon Hansu. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I never know if I'm saying this. Gazoom tight. Yeah. Christoph Waltz. Oh. Which we both Popular like. with the kids. Right. <laughs> so this is a reboot movie, and it's coming out 4th of July. Yeah. And the other movie that I paired this up with was the Jungle Book reboot. Right. Do you know how much money that made? It looked terrible. I can't believe it made any money. It looked terrible. $327 million. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's... And this is this is the only reason I have it on my list and have it as high. I had it in the $250 million range. I don't think it's going to make as much as 327 That just seems outrageous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't Legend believe there's of, an appetite for that, but I, I imagine somebody's going to want to go out and see Legend of Tarzan. I'm hoping it's a lot of people. I mean, I know it honestly seems like a movie that may even get picketed. I, I assume it was filmed safe for the families or uh, animals and whatnot. But yeah, you have King Kong as well, right? Yeah. So King Kong came out, yeah, how, however many years ago with Jack Black and yeah. Naomi Watts. Um, I think they're probably pretty safe with that. That seems like a lot of money. I was not gonna. <laughs> I was not gonna pick that one, and that's mostly just based on my bias of the Jungle Book movie. I just, I saw that trailer, even though I'm surprised to hear the number. But man, I just couldn't. Right? I couldn't it doesn't that uh, seem weird? Put myself behind that. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Let me see if I can. I can pull up the the actual numbers on it. Yeah, it surprised me too, and it wasn't anything that I expected. They, they got Hans Zimmer on here making the, um, Zim Dog. Uh, the compose. Yeah. So the Jungle Book, 2016, 333 million domestic, uh, lifetime gross. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. And it came out in in April of last year. Amazing. Yeah, that's got to that. give you, yeah, a sense of security. Makes me feel a little bit better, especially yeah. at number eight. Yeah. So, huh? With that, I think we're All moving right. on to number nine. Some would say this is like the most important pick because once I commit to number nine, you have the whole field. I mean, you can pick everything. So really, this <laughs> well, I can is, only pick one of them. But yeah, yeah. but the, the world is your oyster at that point in time. It's looking pretty oysterlicious. Uh, so as you said, I, you know, you're, with your uh, terrible Tarzan pick, you're entered into <laughs> a, <laughs> a realm where you have to take some risks and. Yes. Uh, we've had some good numbers in 8 through 10. I believe the World War Z I got later in there and ended up making an obscene amount of money once yep. upon a time. Yep. Uh, so there is opportunity to make money down here in the cellars if you get lucky or know what you're doing, I guess, if depending on how we're going to talk about it. Uh, does it, it look, You almost look like I'm filibustering you. You don't want to make eye contact anymore. Like, is this an intimidation? Like, I'm trying to guard my cards here. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was trying to get a read off of you and see if I could, like, subconsciously spell the letters of the movie I'm thinking to see if it triggers a tick in you. Uh, but I'm going to take a risk, and I believe this movie, uh, the most recent news I was aware of of this movie is that it had the most downvotes, its trailer had the most downvotes of any video ever, I believe, on YouTube or any any. Uh, I think I know ever. where you're going now. Um. And that is the Ghostbusters reboot. Oh, he just p- pumped his fist and everything. 
So I think there's going to be a backlash to the backlash. I think you're right. And it's actually going to be a long-lived movie. And and so. basically, in the end, actually, I think the success will depend on if it's actually funny or not. You know, oh, absolutely. You know, there's going to be the whatever the backlash, and then some curiosity. But really, if it ends up being legitimately funny and well scripted, I mean, it all starts with a good script. I think if there's a great script, they're not going to be able to mess up. And they got great actresses for yeah, this as I well. Yeah, I agree. Right. So, and Paul Figg, he's the one who directs this movie, I believe. Right. And he makes these big comedies. Yeah. Bridesmaids made $180 million. The yep. Heat made $174 million. Salon. And... And this has a big brand, huge brand. None of those had the brand attached to it yep. of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Right? And Ghostbusters, yeah, Ghostbusters 2 was a stinker, and most people want to forget about it, right? Good, good reset. I appreciate that. <laughs> Calling it out. Call a spade a spade. <laughs> Call a spade a spade. Um, but uh, people still have this great reverence for Ghostbusters, at least people that came from our generation. Yeah, I imagine huge. people afterwards as well. It, I mean, it, it made so Bill su- Murray, I mean, SNL and everything, but mm-hmm, I mean, Bill Murray still exists today. Partially because of Ghostbusters, for goodness sakes. Yeah, that was probably that was probably his most successful film. I, well, I, I don't think I'm going out on a limb too far to say that. Yeah, um, and it was at his peak. Amazing, for sure. So, based on how much money Paul Feig has made in the past on these types on his movies that he's released, yeah, without the brand, without the brand, I had this one in the 250 million. Amazing, but obviously with risk. Yeah, like you said all these down votes, all the negative publicity, right? But I think with the people attached, once the good reviews start to come in, yeah, you're going to see like second and third weeks are probably going to be pretty successful. That's yeah. You said it even better than I did. Uh, just as long as the script was written well, I think that they can execute it and make it funny and really well done. As right, and they had all the motivation in the world to work on that and polish it and polish it and make it funny, but. I don't know. It just seems like also like a fickle time to try to release that, and I don't know. It's just it's a risk to pick it. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like a risk. It's Ghostbusters. It should be somewhere in the top ten, right? It's Ghostbusters. Right. Even a bad Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters two, still made money. God, I'm sorry, Bobby Brown. I mean, you're beautiful. <laughs> I mean, that song is something else. But <laughs> so yeah, the Ghostbusters movies, right? Oh, mm-hmm. I don't have them pulled up here. Oh. Um. I could probably pull it up like this. I think it's going to be a winner. and I think so, too. And I think the backlash is pretty stupid. Right? Yeah. The backlash in general, it sounds like people Ahead are of just... time. You know, if it ends up being a stinker, again, I, I think they're very talented. Everybody involved is very talented. But, right. uh So I would blame it more on just rushing and getting it out or just not crafting it ahead of time of starting to film it. But, uh, right. God, with that brand and those people involved, it seems like... How could that not be somewhere in the top ten of the mm-hmm. summer? I mean, are ten things going to beat it out? It shouldn't be the case. Right. It would be hard to imagine. Just a huge fail for that brand. I mean, it's achieved the point where I assume it has rides in Disney or Universal Studios and stuff. and They probably did it. Video point, games yeah. and cereals. Well, they, and they had two cartoons. One of them was the real Ghostbusters and one of them was something else. <laughs> Nothing screams like a legal settlement like a cartoon <laughs> that is called the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, for real about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I won the suit, so I get to call them the real <laughs> Ghostbusters. Now that was, uh, let's see if I, if I do my counting here. That was one of the last movies I actually had in my 250 million range. Range bucket. 
Uh, <sighs> the next one I have, I'm not even sure if I want to pick this, but I may just because. If you want to, it's, it's painful. If you want to throw out a tease of a couple, we've never done that before. But if you wanted to maybe tease three that you're gonna thinking about and then decide and do a draft live or something, that'd be fun. A draft of the draft. Yeah. A draft. Or you of could the give your, or draft. you could give your three, and I could give my comments on which one's the worst and hope that you pick it. That would be fun as well. <laughs> we could just try to add a little. Uh, that just sounds like extra mind games. Salt and pepper on it. Yeah, basically. So the yeah. Oh boy. All right, now I'm just going to tell you straight out what my pick one. is. Don't pick that one. I can see the reflection in your glasses. Not that one. Anything <laughs> but that one. <laughs> so my, my pick is going to be Alice Through the Looking Glass. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. God. Stop it. Well, it's yeah, just Alice a... Through the Looking Glass. Yeah. And again, this has everything to do with how much money the first one made. Right. So if we go back to the, my notes on that. Yep, yep. How much money do you think the first Alice in Wonderland made? $225 million. Add $100 million to that. Yeah. Right. So that blew me away as well. Yep. This one does not have Tim Burton directing, though. Yeah, which? It's directed by James Bobbin, who directed a bunch of Muppet movies. Okay. I mean, that, Fair enough. Yeah, this film is heavily involved in fantasy, and everybody else but Johnny Depp, I assume, is... Johnny Depp is a character. in this one. Yeah. Anne Hathaway's in this one. Hubba hubba. So, yeah. It, it looks every bit, at least from the preview that I saw, like a Tim Burton movie. It yeah, still has trying to be as fantastical and Tim Burton-y as possible. Right, right. It has the same sort of filtration. It has the same sort of look to it. Yeah. Right? You see her walking through the glass and all the CGA effects are huh. yeah. know, blowing up all over the place. Did the Wizard of Oz movie make any money, by the way, when Tim Burton did that one? Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I didn't look that up, but um, I'm going off of the previous. Yeah, right. Based on that more than. Right. And that one comes out actually this weekend. Oh, instant. You'll jump ahead to an early lead. I'm hoping so. Yeah. Same way certain people did with Fast and Furious. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you bet on the diesel. You bet to win. Everybody knows that. So, yeah, I guess. I'm letting myself be influenced because I don't even know who I listened to, but I listened to some podcast that was just railing on how hard that movie was. And the first one was such an affront to the Al- actual Alice uh, in Wonderland story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am basing it more on my judgment of the quality more than the expectation, which is that's, something that's, a loser would do. That's a fair judgment to make, though. Uh, I, I, I think... Right, that critique comes in. It's fair. Yeah, I still see this one as making less Bank. than the previous movie. Okay, probably because of that. Yeah, and it may be more in the two hundred million dollar range. I had this as my last one in the possible two hundred and fifty right. million dollar range. But you admitted that one or two are going to have to probably flub from, right. given right. the total bounty we're thinking about. Right, and then there's my whole two hundred million dollar range movies, which we didn't even get to a couple of those. All right, we you, yeah. Up. So if we feel good, do you want to just run through a couple that we noticed or had considered? Sure. So uh, that closes up the draft. Let me just go through uh, who the picks were for each of us. Matt started with Finding Dory as his number one pick. Love it. Um, I had awesome. the number two pick. I picked the Independence Day sequel that came thirteen. No, sorry, twenty years after the original. Twenty years and ninety six. Ice Age, this is the one, sorry, Finding Dory was 13 years later. So we both picked sequels that the first Decade one's been plus. on the shelf for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, Matt was up with Ice Age, the fourth iteration of Ice Age, yep. fifth. Sixth. Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Bringing it home to Bama. 
next, I picked the BFG at number four. Matt picked Suicide Squad at number five. And there's other comic book movies coming out this year, but you pick Suicide Squad, yep. which I think is intriguing. Yeah, it's the big set, big set piece one, and uh, Will it's Smith. a lot of characters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number six, I picked Star Trek, and I was loving that. It's good number pick. Six. That's a good pick. Number seven, Secret Life of Pets. I was really gnashing my teeth when Hoping Matt to get that in that one. one. Yeah, corner in the kid market. Absolutely. Well, in the BFG, but yeah. Um, poo poo that. Yeah, you did pick a lot of kid movies. And number eight, where I wanted to get Secret Life of Pets, I had Legend of Tarzan, which Matt poo-pooed. Again. Again. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Ghostbusters. Someone had to pick it. I'm going to call the Ghostbusters. <laughs> the bring it home to daddy. And the last pick I had, number ten, was Alice Through the Looking Glass. So that wraps up our picks. And now we'll go through other movies that are coming out this summer. Yeah. Starting with... How about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> Out of the Shadows? Hey, Jeff, did you go see the last Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie in the theater? Yep. How was it? Worst movie he's ever he's seen. seen. And this is coming from a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. Fan. Yeah. I believe he saw it opening day. And, uh, you did? Uh, he did. I he did, did not. Uh, I remember the story, and it was... To say it was the worst movie he'd ever seen is still not strong enough, the disappointment. of yeah. I cannot believe they made another movie. This is going to be the entourage, I think, of this year. Okay. I'm uh, glad I didn't pick it. I think the few people that went and saw the first one, the Jeff Rileys of the world, <laughs> uh, are definitely not going back. Though That sucker, he may go back. It do, looked bad. Do we want to ask Jeff if he's going to go back? The first and, one looked uh, bad. Hey, Jeff, if another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie comes out this year, are you going to go see it? Yeah. Yep. Jeff said no way. No so, way. So there, right. there's there's uh there's at least one ticket there not gonna <laughs> exactly. I know, that was just Shern and I think the other and Dan too, probably. Right. And this one has Megan Fox. I don't know if the first one had Megan Fox. I feel like that's worth a hundred million dollars right there. <laughs> yeah, I guess she still still does have the cachet. I mean, are people gonna walk in and think it's another Transformers movie and be surprised? I have no idea. Um but the next movie coming up, not Transformers, X Men Apocalypse. Oh. This is a movie I would be interested in seeing because I, Apocalypse was one of my favorite villains in the whole X-Men right. series, the X-Factor yeah. series. Um, and this one has Brian Singer at the helm, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, James McAvoy. It seems like when it comes to the X-Men movies, even though they're not as popular as yeah. the Avengers, they pull out some really good actors, like the, the Oscar-winning actors or Oscar-nominated actors. Yeah, actresses. that is quite a lineup. I saw the uh, preview for it and thought it looked really underbaked or underdeveloped or something. It didn't impress me the look of it. Um, so I kind of avoided it for that reason. Okay. And it just seems like it's gone from... At one point, I mean, in the Marvel history, you know, the Marvel books, or the X-Men books were coming out before the Avengers. So once upon a time, that was kind of the top flight Marvel thing. Right. The Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. And uh, I think they've really f taken back seat now. Um not just because the Avengers are out. It just seems like they're not as good as they used to be or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I agree with you. Uh, I was kind of interested. I have reread uh, the Apocalypse series somewhat recently, the Ex Executioner's Agenda or whatever. Yeah. I read that just recently. and uh, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but time travel, shenanigans, Apocalypse, fun. I would like to read the notes on my next movie. Please. Oh, all right. This one is... This is a trip into the mind of Tom Blaine. Right. Please, Matt, bite on this one. <laughs> it's a risky one. Video game adaptations don't make much. Uh, oh, one Laura Croft movie made $130 million, and this is 2000, 
one. Yep. So that's probably the best one. Can you guess which movie I'm talking about? I believe this is probably the Ass Creed. Is that what we're talking about? No, no, this is uh, Warcraft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one could make money. I, I don't know what to it make could. of it. Yeah. I, I had it in the $150 million range, but I, it's also a pretty risky one. Yeah. Um, oh. Duncan Jones. A big name. Yeah. David Zo. Dave. Zoe. David Bowie's son, also known as Zoe Bowie or Zowie Bowie, something. Of anyway. course, um, he's the one who directs this one. Yeah, so he's going from something like Moon, and I think he had another one or two movies in between. Serious this. movies, yeah. And I, I watched the trailer. The first part of the trailer, yeah. I thought this looks like it could catch on with the whole Game of Thrones crowd. It yeah, or Lord of the Rings or something. A little bit of the Lord of the Rings in it, but then it kind of got. Too cheesy. fantastical or badly fantastical. Yeah, with the bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hard to judge. I mean, World of Warcraft is almost a thing unto itself outside of gaming. I mean, it is part of gaming, but those people that do that probably aren't gaming like going to the week every weekend and buying the new games and whatnot. They dedicate themselves to World of Warcraft. Now, there's only... I mean, they are, there's a lot of them, but maybe 30 million of them. Do you think so. those people want to see a movie about the game they're playing? <sighs> no. No. Translate well into movies. Yeah, usually. I don't think there was a lot of demand. And the demand there was, I, I take that back. There is a demand, but it's already being serviced by fiction books, I think, that are, I'm sure, being pumped out. I'm sure there must be dozens or more World of Warcraft books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I suspect that market's already being served quite a bit. And I personally hate fantasy for the most part. Uh, I do not like to watch the genre whatsoever, <laughs> even though I ironically bought a pinball machine that was based on the Fantastical Dragons and whatnot, and oh. I still feel bad about it, but uh, <laughs> I don't have it anymore, so that's what I do to things that I don't like. Get rid of them. And so what do you think about um, Mike and Dave need wedding dates? Did you read anything on this? Nope. Nope. Okay. This one has... Can, can I guess who's in it? Yeah, go ahead. Is a, is a Wilson brother in it? No. Is Ben Stiller in it? No. Is Kevin James in it? No. Is Vince Vaughn in it? See, it seems like it's one of those movies. Yeah, it does. All right, I'll give up. Adam right. Devine. All right. From Workaholics. <laughs> now we're talking. And Zac Efron There's from Adam Devine is not going to... Adam Devine is not going to be in a $100 million movie. And I think he wouldn't even be angry that I said that. Anna Kendrick and Aubrey Plaza also in this. Oh. It could be very funny. It would be a fun one to watch. And it could be one of those movies that... Is it R? Do you know? I think it's R. We, we did have Adam the Ted Divine blow up this. on us. Uh, that Yeah. I mean, we do have the Ted model where it made 100 and 200 million bucks out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, Even though it's rated R. Someone's yeah. getting into that movie. Yeah. Uh, then I had Pete's Dragon, which is a reboot of right. a Disney film that had cartoon dragon intermingled yeah. intermingled yeah exactly uh that one will be yeah that one's potentially interesting as well i thought about even drafting that just to keep my you know childhood domination going but <laughs> yeah i had that one up there in what i wrote about this is similar to what i wrote about tarzan is that it has like that a little bit of the jungle book mm-hmm. theme to it yeah where it's this reboot of some sort of disney-ish story and it, it could catch in off of that. And this one's probably more kid-focused, well, definitely more kids-focused than, than Tarzan. Um, Jason Bourne. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, eh? They're doing another uh, Bourne movie. Right. And they, they none of these movies have made in the 200s, but, you know, plenty of them have made in the 120s, 113s. Yeah. So that's about where I put this one as well. So did you think for a minute that this could just replace the... Uh, um 
James Sh- Bond? No, the other one. Uh, the one from last year with Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible. Oh. The slot from last year. I mean, basically, you, see, you would assume it's the same audience and... You would, but uh, for whatever reason, and I don't know why this is, yeah. it seems that there's a lot of people who go out to see Mission Impossible and more so see that than the Bourne movies. It's that Tom Cruise, man. Xenu's on his side. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's but a lot of Xenu money coming in. They're making you go see him. Um, and then uh, some other interesting movies. Now You See Me Too. I don't think it's going to make a whole lot of money, but it looks kind of interesting. Yeah. Have, have you seen Now You See Me One? Do you? No. I had it on my list. I think I rented it a few times, and I never got to the point where I actually watched yeah. it. But yeah. I'm interested in it. Was Did you see it? I had not. Okay. I'm kind of curious, yeah. Um, the Founder. Do you know anything about this movie? No. It is about the founder of McDonald's, and I saw a movie poster of it. Yeah. It had the big golden arches. Yeah. And in these days where McDonald's is... Just doing so poorly, yeah, and just getting hammered left and right. Sure, sure, sure. I looked at this and I thought, it, I, I wonder if they're like subsidizing this movie oh. and making it like a big, huge advertisement. Interesting. So you think it'll end up being pro McDonald's in the end? I think so. Kind of uh, playing on the spirit of entrepreneurship, or uh, it will Americana, I, if you I, will. I think that's the direction this movie's going to end up going. It is a Weinstein Brothers movie, though. So you're basically calling it propaganda is what, what I'm hearing. I'm looking at this, and I look at the sign, and I see the big golden arches and this little person, and the arches being greater than Bigger that than person, the people, right? yeah, right. And I also look at who's directing it. Is there a bald eagle that's carrying the arches in the poster? I haven't seen it yet, but I'm not saying that there no. isn't. Oh. John Lee Hancock, who's directed a bunch of biopics in the past, right? Saving Mr. Banks, which is the... Um, the Walt Disney and uh, Mary Poppins movie. Okay, interesting. Uh, the Blind Side. You remember this one about the football player and Sandra Bullock sort of adopts the football <laughs> yeah, player. Yeah, during Bullock's I'm serious actor's phase. Yeah. Right. The Rookie. Yeah, I remember that one too. Which is about the 40-year-old pitcher. Yeah, that made a ton of money. A ton of money. So the same guy who directed those sappy biopics is directing this one. That's... So do you think it's going to be any different? No, that's a good so. call. Yeah, he's not going to be raking them over the coals, one would assume. Yeah. That's not the uh, the hitman you call in for this job, obviously, <laughs> if that was the case. And then uh, now we're getting into the below $800 million movies. Um, there's a movie called Sausage Party. Yeah. Another adult animated movie that I wouldn't put my name on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be one of the I, R-rated. I'm amazed breakers. by the movie poster I saw for this. Yeah, is it crude? Or, uh, it's pretty crude. Just yeah. imagine a hot dog with a little bit of curvature to it in the horizontal position, uh-huh. making sticking me out of the side of the poster and waving at people. You're making me hungry, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> and this is done by the uh, by Seth Rogen and Adam Goldberg. Yeah, we, it's unbelievable we got this made. It's something I'm definitely going to watch uh, when I'm and drinking. Probably enjoy greatly. Yes, yeah. but not go to the theater and watch. It's crazy. I can't believe they got plenty of people to make give them money to make that movie. Right. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, how about a body swap cat movie called Nine Lives? Are you ready for that? I live it every day, Tom. Nine you know. Lives. Um, what else do we have on here? Central Intelligence, The Rock, and Kevin Hart. I'm saying that's going to make around 100. But yeah, even San Andreas didn't do all that great. So, right. The Rock, I love The Rock. He's got a great personality. <laughs> but uh, and then I've got mostly uh, mostly horror movies after that, which right. usually don't clock in enough for us to pick them. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the one other thing I do have on here is Pop Star Never Stop Not Never Stopping. 
which is an Andy Samberg movie that looks similar to Dewey Cox Walk Hard. Yeah, but, which had made no money. Like a, yeah, <laughs> which made no money. Yeah, and this is more like on a, the Bieber side. And adding Andy Samberg, anytime he's carried a movie or partially carried a movie, made no, no money. money. Yeah. <laughs> Which is too bad because he's a real funny guy. Yeah, it's very surprising, honestly. It is. Yeah, we I, we watched uh, Hot Rod. Me and Jeff actually, I think a little while ago. It was pretty funny. It aged better than it was initially. I dare aged say. better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the Hot Rod director, by the way. Is it really? Yeah. Well, I mean, that still won't bring me out to go see it, but <laughs> I'll I'll rent it. At least you're honest. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think I, that's the uh, 2016. That is. Yep. 2016. There we go. By the way, did you hack into my computer at all? Because on my spreadsheet, I recording? have a tab, yes. and I don't even know how to read what's the information on this tab. Yes. But it essentially says Entourage Freakout Chart. <laughs> Did you copy this uh, Excel from another one or something that's just from la- left over, left over from yeah, last year? I, I, I reuse Excel, and I just yeah. keep adding tabs. That's hilarious. History, but no, I did not I, do that. I wish I was creative enough, but oh, uh, man. that's it, genius. It's pretty brilliant. Freakout. It, it essentially shows the progression, I think, <laughs> of... of entourage and how much money it's making but i i'm not sure what's in some of these columns here <laughs> optimism it's just filled with optimism and hope i wish i wrote notes tears. about why i made this but essentially for whatever reason i had this thing getting up to 120 and it it made like 50 so yeah hey jeff warm up the gimp we're about done <laughs> okay i think that's all we had for the uh 2016 edition of the very exciting cast critics can you what was the official name summer box office challenge sboc that's what i've been hashtagging it for a while now it's been working out good and matt i wish you the best of luck good luck tom we'll know we'll have some early entries out early you'll be jumping ahead early with uh, that uh, alice in wonderland i hope you finish in the top two this year i'll do my best but lower Uh, than me well, I've got a whole year to buy that 12-pack of Schlitz Bull Ice that we've, I've been searching for forever to pay off the, <laughs> if I lose. Searching for that unicorn of beer. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Um, that's all for now. Very See good fun. Later. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Let's drink.